Hello, welcome to Black Cap Recap, where two bald guys wear black ball caps and dive into the deeper meaning of movies, TV, and media. We're your co-hosts, Sean McCannelly and Aaron Russo. This is a conversation between two friends, and we hope that you enjoyed as much as we do. Welcome back to Black Cap Recap, and today we're covering... Uh, Andor, season one, episodes one through eleven, here with um, just under forty-eight hours until well, really thirty-six hours until the finale drops. So we are going to talk about our impressions of this amazing show uh, so far, and predict or speculate on the finale. So spoilers if you haven't watched any of Andor. We're going to go into full detail here. Um, but if you haven't been watching Andor, what is wrong with you? You need to be watching the show. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I guess to start, I was initially like, ah, when they said that they're going to, de- they were delaying the premiere by three weeks, but they were going to make it the triple episode. And I was like, ah, like, so all Trip- of it was double. Well, it was the first three episodes that dropped at once. It was? Yeah. That was the first two. Was it the first two? Oh yeah. It's the okay. First yeah, that's right. Yeah. So they and then yeah. we got the third one, which was the banger one. Right. So they yeah. dropped yes. But yeah, so like the first half of September, I was like, I could have, we could have had Andor by now. We could have had Andor. Like this would have been episode three. Right. But then yeah, it came out, and in retrospect, you're like, oh okay. <laughs> like I get it why they only wanted a, a one week break between one two and then the third, so that within seven days you get an arc, an entire arc instead of a three week span because of the way it's structured and the way they set it up it would have been just eaten up by the internet so you think that's why the internet i think the internet attention span would it would it would have lost its legs yeah it would have lost steam so they compressed the first two episodes so they could get to the payoff right because like (laughs) you know this is and they said like this was the prediction that this would this would half of it half of star wars fans would hate it and half would love it right or said they said something about that like there was talk about this being yes like divisive not from the storyline perspective but from like what the product is right <laughs> and it has played out like that i feel like like there there is a segment of the base or whatever that is like more of the comic book fair like we've talked about the the comfort or junk food fair the 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 fairgrounds kind of feel that this is not <laughs> This is like a novel, uh, I call it, I, th- I think I, I refer to it as, it's rich, right? Yeah. It's rich. You don't just pound a cheesecake, you eat a slice of cheesecake slowly, and it's very <laughs> rich, or like fudge, right? It's like <clears throat> fudge versus like M&M's, right? Both chocolate, I but think, very different. I think there's I mean? also, there's also <clears throat> an element of, because it is a, it is a Star Wars show that is, explicitly and intentionally removed from because I think that there's things about Star Wars that there are things that make Star Wars Star Wars that aren't necessarily automatically junk food yeah and so I think that part of it is is just it's just it's so devoid of the force Jedi all all the none of the characters are there it's just very intentionally removed which I can understand some people watching that and going yeah this isn't Star Wars where I get confused is where it's like this isn't Star Wars so I don't like it it's no good right 
like, okay, it's not Star Wars in the way that we would all... There's never been anything like this done for Star Wars. This is clearly different. This is what, when they say subverting expectations, this is what is meant by that in a good way. Like, this is how you do that well. This is how you do that without pissing everybody off. Right, you like take. For the most part. Like, what everyone. So, like, there's like sudden deaths and like off screen deaths, like Marva dying, which I think she's actually dead. I don't know. I don't think she's faking it. I think she's literally going to be a brick that someone's literally going to throw. And start something, and she like that. Is I her, think I think right? she's alive. You do, but see, like, but like, I feel like they're just <laughs> yanking. Like they're like we would normally, yes. Like normally, if you don't like the trope is, oh, if you don't see someone die on screen, then they're gonna come back later. And it's like they're just like nah. Or sometimes people just die because they're old and frail. Like we already told you, she was. She was already in ill health, already fell down, and people just die. <laughs> and like half the people died on the escape of the prison. And I think just, it's cons- they didn't have the similar only like oh let me hold you and like let's say goodbye and it's just, right. like, you just die like right. that just ha- that's realistic you know and it like b- subverts all the tropes like whatever tropes like an- one show would do a setup and then a payoff of a trope they might tease at the setup just to get you to be like oh here's the trope and then the trope doesn't happen or doesn't happen like you thought yeah. and then you're like ah you're like disoriented and I feel like some of that disorientation is what kind of people are like ah, I don't like it's not hitting all the beats I am expecting. And, but you're like, got to learn, like, this is the new time signature you got to get used to. Like, you're used to this certain kind of dance, and this is in a different t- kind yeah. of T signature and time signature, and it's like a different kind of music, and you're used to it, this it other is, time. It is in the, in the sense of be, it being a Star Wars show. I don't know that, it, that it's all that different. Yeah, I agree. Like, like if you just blend it into the rest of the landscape of yeah. whatever, it's not all that innovative. Um. Yeah, but it is quite original in some ways, <clears throat> or quirky, I guess you could say. I I do think that I do think that um, it's possible that the whole thing with B two was that she wasn't dead, and he's kind of freaking out because he'd always talked about how it's hard it is for him to lie, mm-hmm. and that he knows that she's not dead, but he can't. But he's oh, he's so like lying, and then that's why he's like shaking at the beginning, and it's like, and he doesn't really know how to deal with the situation. But then the Cause part because like, like Brasso, whatever his name is, is like, I need you to do something very important. Like, it, and then it doesn't. It cuts away from him giving instructions to the droid. And you're saying that and that might be him. Like, I I think it very they, hard, but I need you to lie. Like, this is the story they we're played that. Tell. I yeah. I feel like because there's at least twice where they mention that at the beginning of the show, and you're like, what? Yeah, that he can't. That he has to, to lie. Cause that if he lies, he has to be charged. To, yeah. Because it takes more power. Right. For him to mm, lie true. and not tell the truth. <laughs> and then. That's true. So I feel like that's it's very possible that. Right. That and she that does is have, I guess, the, the skill set and like even a history, perhaps, of like assuming identities and like. Or they, disappearing yeah. or, or whatever. Maybe. Right. I, I I think I think that. But it would also make sense if she died that that. Like that would bring Andor back to Ferrix if he knew she was dead and that they're gonna have a funeral and like he doesn't know anything that has happened other than there was a shootout when he was leaving but he doesn't know I guess no he went back he went back he went and back and Vix told him like she's she was cracked down and blah 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 yeah and then she yeah, said I'm right. staying you can go you should go but right. I'm staying um, well let, let's we, we're we're all jumping all the way forward <laughs> to our predictions but you wanted to. Do a character analysis 
approach to yeah, the first so like who, 11 episodes. Who is um who surprised you or who who are you liking as a character and like or like how they've treated a character to this point or how have they handled have they carefully um, handled characters? I know we have a finale to go, but like up to yeah. this point, is there any characters where you're like what is like what is the point of view or why do they keep why do they keep giving you every second of screen time they're giving you? Like, you know, are there any unanswered questions? Um, or like dropped threads even like is there any is this a tight plot a watertight plot or is it like is there a little bit loose frayed edges with this no I think that I think that none of the scenes appear to be or feel wasted Mm -hmm. Um, I think all the characters have been handled well I think um, I always forget his name mama's boy Cyril Cyril is the only one that's that is um, maybe a little bit of a head scratcher, like, mm-hmm. like who is yeah. this kid? Yeah, like he's he's so s- fucked up by his mom <laughs> that he's like really confusing sometimes. Yeah, but I love his character at yeah. the same time. Because like, yeah, I, he, that was my first thought. Is I'm like, if if he was only in the first three episodes and then we don't see him again in the show, nothing's lost. Right. And so far, nothing's gained from his presence in the show other than a sort of perspective on life on Coruscant, I guess. And like the sort of like interactions with ISB. But I think it's all going to come to a head because like he's in the trailer as being at, he's at Ferex. So he get he goes there like all roads are leading to Ferex for this finale. Yeah. So he's there in plain clothes for some reason for to some end. Like and we saw him like take money out of his mom's safe and like he and right. Musk yeah. or whatever Musk was like <laughs> with that horrible like zoom call that we can all relate to of like they're not communicating right, right. but like he gave him enough information to head back and he's like he's trying to audition or like um do his like big big bold romantic gesture as it were <laughs> to like Deidre slash the ISB like he's in love with the ISB like he well, like it was a rom-com and he's he in to, he he's to, like, in love with <laughs> like Claire's love for the entire pursuit of order yeah and, yeah, yeah, and and she's like the epitome right. of so he's like the sexiest yeah. version of he's, that. He's like, like sexually attracted to the power, not even her as a person. Like he's just like so messed up that <laughs> because well, I think just... I think we can we can we can park on his character for a while because I think <laughs> yeah. he's an interesting one. I mean, he he when we first meet him, he's this overzealous, mm-hmm. idealistic, tryhard Trent is how everyone yeah. calls him. He's 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 he he's like the epitome of like he's young Mm -hmm. he's you know he's the one who's like he wants to do everything by the book and everybody else around him is like settle down kid you know this is how things really work Mm -hmm. and he's like no 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 this is this is the way it works you know and like the way the the, the scenes where he you know doesn't you know his superior is 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 telling him to just bury the story Mm -hmm. and he's frustrated and then you know, and everybody else around him who works with him is like, oh, not this guy again. Like, <laughs> yes, sir. All right, yes, sir. You know, like put away your but Chinese takeout. You know, or he found like a henchman who was like right up there with him. Like he right. found his, his dwarf troop. You know, but they're both kind of portrayed more and more as the season goes on as as kind of losers. Like right. Like they're 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 full of bluster, mm-hmm. and you know, the one guy ends up working in a smelting mm-hmm. refinery, and he ends up moving in with his mom working a bureaucratic dead-end job like but he's able to erase his record which is maybe important that's where i thought it was I, going at first when they like the reason they're showing him getting this job is like if he doesn't go empire and he goes 
rebels, then he's like a very valuable person who can like find and ch change information. Like he can like make you disappear on the dark web as it were, right? Like that's what I thought they might've been going with him is that he can be like, like a super spy person in this infrastructure of the I think I think his I think what he's doing for work right now is irrelevant. Right. I think it's just other than it's not fulfilling. Like it's not what he wants to do. No, it's it's clearly like it's like he's sitting there and he's seething. Right. He's like, and he's using his time at work to right still try to and because he was like kept reporting yeah requesting information or something yeah but I love that I think that his character like the way they the way they show him in the first three episodes and the way that he is. And then the, you go home with him, and you see, oh. and, and you find out, and, the, and they they show like the dynamic, right? Yeah. So he's he's this. His mom emasculates him, mm -hmm. um, but is also very pushy and very. I mean, she's she's terrible, right. To him, I, it was a very very strong um, uh, from Arrested Development, like the mom and uh, the is it Oscar. The, the younger brother, who's like a little bit slow, <laughs> like right. their dynamic, right. is very much what was going on there to me. <laughs> and and, I, and I, that was probably the most on Star Wars yeah. part of That's the, the show. the most jarring part. Of yeah, like, wow. where it's just like, is like, yeah, cereal, like the milk, the, yeah, just all of it is so... It's all in their little and you, and, house. And you, they do a good job of making you feel how he feels, like, yeah. right? Like he's yeah. stuck at home again. Mm -hmm. He hates his, living with his mom, um, but he's also kind of he's he's struggling. He, his, his I think the the primary thing that's going on there is that he's struggling to really establish himself as a man, right? Outside of the influence and sphere of his mom, so like. The job that his mom gets him, he's like, that's not, like, he wants to, mm -hmm. you know, he wants to be at the ISB, right. bringing justice to the people who are disorderly, you know, because he wants to show, really, I mean, his primary motivation is his wound yeah. from his mother, yeah. which has really made him into this, you know, I mean, and that scene where he stops Dedra is, is perfectly, yeah. like, it's like, when, when, when that woundedness spills out with this other person it's like what the fuck are you doing yeah, she's get like the, get away from me like, yeah she's like i need a lot of weirdos in my line yeah. of work and you're the weirdest one kind of thing but i so think I'm, I'm really interested to see like is all how is that all all that build off gonna pay build up gonna pay off in the finale and like so do you think he it? survives the season i think he will but then I don't know which side he's going to end up on, ultimately. I still don't know. It would he's... be a real twist if he ended up not going Imperial. Right. Because he's dead set on But, that. like, is he crazy enough that <laughs> if they, like, spurn him enough, like, if they reject him again, like, if Deidre sees him there or whatever, like, what are you doing here? And, it, like, if yeah. they reject him enough that he might, like, in, join the Rebellion just to spite them now. Like, I don't know. Like, would he be... I feel like I feel like that would I feel like that that just doesn't fit right. his story. I think it's much more likely that because do because Dedra is kind of a similar character. Yeah, she's you know she's being held down, mm -hmm. and she's like, no, I'm right. I'm I'm a bull in a china shop. I'm gonna keep pushing. 
which was ended up being the right thing to do in the right. context of the Imperial Security Bureau. And I think that he mirrors that in another way. Right. So and he I, might get their attention finally, and she might be like, "Oh, okay, like you actually are something. I can channel that. I can use this, right? And like maybe she'll like use them as an asset, or in some way. or or he somehow." The Empire finds some use for him, but then he's disposable and yeah. ends up dead. You're right. <laughs> so, yeah, I'd have no idea with him. Yeah. Other than it's pretty pretty. I feel like his character ha- does need to go past the first season, though. Yeah. Yeah, if, it, if, he, yeah, if he just dies somehow in this, then, like, that was a lot of screen time for him. Yeah. For no reason, yeah. ultimately. Unless there's a really big payoff in this one episode. But, yeah, if they keep him going, that's really interesting. Especially if he's... Like, cause like if Deidre screws this up and she's out of grace and he's on the rise, like he went down and back up and she went up and then down, right? She like is falling at the end of the season. I just don't see him like, getting, getting absorbed into the ISB, mm-hmm. but maybe <laughs> he's <laughs> such a, he's just such a, he's dead. He's not, he is and isn't Dedra. Dedra's like, yeah. Dedra is a, a monster. Yeah, so he's that's just, a good pivot. He's just a boy scout. That's like, a good pivot to her slash ISB and like how the Empire and evil is portrayed in the show, which they're a whole different level of competence, like menace, threat. Like they're truly threatening from being technically competent and proficient at what they do. Like we're seeing how they do plan and do these operations and like what they do. And you can see like, but you can also see the blind spots, right, of like, the sector breakdowns, right? You can't connect all the dots if everyone's just focused on one little wedge, mm-hmm. right? And she was seeing that, and but then you know the the head of the ISB or the captain guy um, is he's open-minded enough, even though he's old, he's like an old guy. Which I'd be so curious what his background is. Like he's probably a Clone Wars veteran of some kind, but like he's open-minded enough to be like, what's best for the mission is priority over who's right about whatever and he's mm-hmm. like you know if she's like making a good point i'm not going to be like well let's settle down lady let's stay in your lane he's not going to stay stay in your lane he's going to be like let's get you in the right lane or let's let's, well, let's think, merge you over here i think the right. interesting thing about the interplay of all the imperials is that um they they kind of are 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 a mirror they're kind of a reflection of you know the leadership at the top like, yeah like the sith like, philosophy like yes, the cut like yeah, yeah like yeah, yeah. like and everybody mm-hmm. You know, like the older people are like, you know, like no, they have no problem like pitting the, yeah. the people below them against each other because that's the best way to get the results that they want to move forward. Right. Kind of like Tarkin too. Like Tarkin yeah. like kind of does that with, with um, Krennic, you know. He, Which is true and good enough to a degree, um, I guess. Like it's one way to do it. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's not like the beatings will continue until morale improves level like Gulag like level which or like you know like the whole like torture argument like if you torture somebody you're going to get the answer but you're also going to get a bunch of other noise and you're not going to be able to tell what was just to get it to stop and what was the real truth so like torture is ineffective in that way ultimately well it's ultimate um, it's ultimately a failed worldview a failed yeah under, and a failed understanding of the long term right like the ultimate ultimately it's a this is the story about you know an empire that's trying to literally like control the entire galaxy with an iron fist. Well, it's like it is a study in like how can't. do how do you get people to pull together for a common goal? And you see in the ISB like their way of doing that 
of like we have a mission and we're pursuing it and then you have like Luthen is trying to like herd these cats and like Mon Mothma's trying to hold it all together and like keep like all these secret lives going well, like they, that's yeah. hard to like get all these like 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 he told Saw like when are you going to stop fighting people who agree with you right so like he's trying to like come on guys like we got to point in the right direction and like I point, think the imperial know? the imperial side of it is for all the wrong reasons right like, well, yeah it's 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 well they say it's like you know order and security but it's related not. to the clone wars and the, the it's all out that's war. the propaganda right the reality is is it's about power control right like and like, the resources and all this yeah, yeah. and yeah. and and i think i think dedra's character mirrors the way the empire like dedra and the empire initially are portrayed as I mean, if we didn't know who the Empire was, they'd be portrayed as just like, you know, your typical military and in intelligence people. Yeah. And then as the show goes forward, as the season goes forward, Dedra and the Empire at large appears more and more ominous and dangerous yeah. and evil and menacing. Like, right. I mean, Dedra at this point is is a is horrifying. Right. Like the way that she functions with Bix and that she, mm -hmm. the way she's she's operating, like she's she's a cold, very very just. She's a she's a, she's a like a knife. She's like a dagger. She's she's, and and the Empire is becoming like as as the season wears on, you know, like you see the Imperial methods. And the people like becoming there's more and more of an edge yeah and a darkness yeah i think they're, they're showing doing. that effectively like five years five years from new hope i feel like and we've seen like a lot of the guys in the empire are just guys doing their job like a lot of the army guys like especially in the base in albani like there was mm -hmm. the like you could say the prejudiced radio operator who like was he had a condescending view of the albani people having been around for a few tours or whatever but he wasn't like, so let's murder them all. Like he wasn't like genocidal maniac. He was just like, you know, like an American soldier in Iraq who like probably was racist towards Iraqis or like looked down on them as like, oh, you're like. Well, I think I think or like, I think it's the, just like kind of like that. And it's like that's the, not Empire, the same thing as like committing war crimes. The Empire like, is portrayed as so they're on the I way think there, generally there speaking yet. as a colonial yeah. power, and they're like a human and human. Human supremacy or whatever, like human-centric, xenophobic or alienophobic, or whatever. And like, because you don't see any aliens among the ranks, obviously. Like that was the whole thing with, with Thrawn. Is like it's a big deal that he's an alien. Right. He's like right. So like, and that's probably because he's like he's almost like an affirmative action thing with Emperor Palpatine. It's like you're so good that I can't ignore you. So like I'm gonna keep you close. <laughs> but like, well, it doesn't think, matter that you're I an think, alien. But like, I think what what what's effective about Dedra's character is that. <clears throat> They almost get you rooting for her at the beginning, yeah, and then that goes away more and more, which is similar to the empire. Like, yeah, the empire is something that not necessarily that you root for at the beginning, but right. Like, I almost felt like it's like this empire just doesn't seem all that bad. Yeah. Then they get worse and worse and worse. Right. And to the like, they're running these prisons. Then they're killing people who. Yeah. Like, they and and we know out and we know it's ultimately leading to the kind the of organization that will blow up. Yeah. A whole planet of people right. like peaceful people. the biggest genocide in the history right. of anything right like 
the ultimate evil, yeah. which is what they are or what but they're becoming. with that even, there was like an end just justifies the means. Like Tarkin was like, if we can destroy one system and it keeps all the other ones in line, like we have saved billions and trillions of lives compared to another all-out war like the Clone Wars. Like I feel like that Clone Wars looms heavy over everything. Like the all-out destruction of the war, the Clone Wars, is like the primary trauma everyone's operating from of like, Preventing that from happening or keeping it going, I guess, if you're like a separatist. But like, right. Like but the, the trauma empire, that like, the we can end empire the is inflicting, right. we're going to inflict. But, they're like, but it's be true. Worse. Like, Tarkin is probably correct that had the Death Star not been destroyed and had they blown up the like Yavin 4, then that's, that Death Star would have been enough to assert control of the galaxy like very asymmetrically. Like just that one battle station could just pop in wherever it needs to and like everyone just gives up. And like they could solidify control from then on. Like so, his right. doctrine wasn't wrong in the sense of like it was like a, a sound strategy, <laughs> you know. But like, well, it wasn't good for the average person probably. But like, well, it's also historically shown to never work. Yeah, because it's in the a long flaw. term. Yeah, right. If when you try to the the Death Star is like the ultimate expression of like, yeah, trying to establish what do they call it? What's that full spectrum dominance? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like that doesn't exist. Like, <laughs> You know, and that whole idea of controlling fear will keep it in mind. Everything and everyone yeah. is a is a it's a it's a fool's errand. Well, what is he trying? Were they trying to control everyone or just keep them in mind? And there's a difference, right? Like he, for me, it was like he was trying. If all these all these pockets of rebellion fomenting everywhere, like no one will no one will think to like start something if there's a Death Star out there. So right, like, that's, that's, we're not going to control what you do. We're just going to be able to make it so you can't rebel against us. But everything you do under that, as long as it like, as long as you, the resources keep coming and the credits keep flowing to the empire, like there's a system to uphold, and we're upholding it. And like we're not controlling it, but we're like but the system. It in mind, the system at its like, core it exists. Parameters exist you know? primarily for the betterment of, I guess, for lack of a better the core systems or whatever. The the the, the imperial. Right, power system. structure. Yeah. So everything else is expendable. Just like the Soviet Union was like that. Everything flowed up to the top, right? It was like, or like in Hunger Games, like the district, the capital, like everything kind of benefits the one hierarchy group. I mean, anytime, ultimately. anytime, anytime you, I mean, and this is just my opinion, but like the anytime you centralize power more and more, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Or let's just say it doesn't. It's just it's an illusion. Like right. there, n- n- you, you can't have. Like it's just like the way people look at like who who's president. It's like mm-hmm. it's, it, they make it act like they make it sound like you know whoever comes president. Like like every time you know every time a Republican gets elected, the Democrats think the world's going to come to an end. Every right. time a and Democrat gets elected, the Republicans think the world's going to come to an end, and the world never comes to an end. Now <laughs> that's another conversation about what would happen if certain people were reelected. <laughs> I, uh, but I, I think that I think that um, it's it's. They're, 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 it's showing the, the empire go down that road of, you know, where like they're, they're, they're landing further and further on the wrong side of the moral side of galactic history. Right. They're compromised morally. They have no problem like, like, Dr. like Grins or treating people <laughs> like, t- I mean, I mean, come on. Like, like <laughs> as soon as the guy says, tells you what you're going to listen to and it's yeah. we isolated the sound of children, children dying. Like, I mean, that's. <laughs> Pure evil, right? Like, Which, by the way, I feel like they did. They made some really good choices around that. With we didn't hear what it was, 
Yes. Which is more terrifying. Yes. And then in the next episode, she looks terrible. Yeah, she looks like, like she was... I'm, I'm like, yes, finally. Because like, sometimes when they show like the damsels in distress, they're like... They look like they're ready to go on the runway. Like they look beautiful and like made up in hair. And right. Like how do you stop makeup? And she looked horrible. Right. Like, like she's Princess a beautiful Leia woman, and she was tortured. Like an actress, like a dead she body. She looked the same. And like, and I'm like, yes, this is good. Like I'm glad you did this because they never show that. <laughs> in, I, in like it's a trope to have like, oh, I'm the beautiful damsel in distress who's been tortured. Like even Leia, like, didn't she? Get, no, like, she never. She never changed her appearance. Like, one. Yeah. She didn't look different until she was. <laughs> Coming out of the sewer. And then they all jump in the sewers and then they all get out and they have their sewer clothes on and they're just fine and not smelly or whatever. But <laughs> I, I think heard. I think De- Dedra as a character, if we go back to just the character part yeah. of this, is really well I, Yeah. Very well done. Right. Very well done. She's very believable. They suckered us into rooting for her yeah. and we're like, wait, her her exact purpose is that direct cro- cross purposes with Andor's purpose. Yes. He's supposed to be the one rooting for her, yeah, but like somehow I'm rooting for her. She's which is him, which is know? good. Yeah. That's that's yeah. that's the show that's a good that's good. <laughs> yeah. Um I don't know that there's anybody else in the Imperial side of things that's developed well enough to even really speak to it. Yeah. All the rest of the Imperial characters are pretty paint by numbers right the one guy like just her like rival early on yeah gone. um we haven't seen the head of the isb guy super lately although well, he had that awesome trench coat in the last episode or whatever it was when was it is it eight nine or ten he, he comes in i think it was it was ten um he comes in with that like trench coat like those imperials they they sure dress sharp i'll give them that like the uniforms and everything like they have the drip, as the kids say. I think. I think the. I think the the. I I'm I'm really. This is the the first time that we're getting a really good like. Like we knew the empire was evil all this time, but yeah. now we're getting like the mm-hmm. the really like down on the down boots on the ground like vision of it like right. like you know uh, not that not that I mean, I don't know that anybody can embody the evil of the empire better than Tarkin. Like right. just in terms of his appearance and his performance and then giving the order to right. blow up a planet that's like next level. But this does feel more personal and dark and yeah. more ominous. And it's not like Disneyfied like like in Rebels, like the, the Empire is like They're goofballs. They're just like they're, yeah, they're, they're like, stooges. They're just like in the way there's like an occupying force on Lothal or whatever and they're not like the the the, the rebel they're like, in, oh, in they're that show they're like Biff okay. Tannen they're like, yeah 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 exactly they're, so they're like, just these brutes right who are running around going like, and know. arguably <laughs> arguably to some degree in the Mandalorian it's like that too like the Moff Gideon soldiers they're like they're not that doofusy like um, putties from Power Rangers but like they kind of are in that one episode with Boba Fett <laughs> where you first see Boba Fett and he's just like wasting them all like. It's like t- yeah. two, two transport ships with those stormtroopers. But Mon Gideon's a, a pretty, pretty imposing character. The closest they got was that one episode where like they they raid the ship that's taken off, and then like the guy like kills the two pilots, and then he's gonna talk, and he like bites the thing, and like yeah. they're like, oh jeez, yeah. like and the emperor's not even around anymore. These guys are like hardcore, and he yeah. like empties all the guys in the back into the like. You know, he's like, you're where? And then they like get shot into space, remember? Yeah, pretty yeah, dark. Like that was like okay, or the or the the when they capture um, the ship with uh, Pershing on it. Right. And the one Imperial is like, yeah, he doesn't right. care who, who right. dies. Right, yeah. yeah. But, um, um, so the bridge then, Lonnie, Lonnie Young is our bridge between ISB and 
the Luthan or proto-rebellion or whatever. So he's the rebel mole. Yeah. So which I guess he was, was he put there as a rebel or was he, recruited. did he come up and get recruited and then he's like, did he get, the only thing they really like, say is that in he the deck took of some kind of vow, the vow that they're always talking about. Yeah. But we don't know when he took it. Right. And we don't know if it was before he, I don't think we get that information. Right. I think the impression I get is that, well, I know that one of the, I mean, they do make it clear that he's been in that Six role years. for a long yeah. time. Um, and just based on his age, and so I, I would guess that maybe he was like recruited. Academy or something. He was recruited early, but he was already an Imperial. Because um, he's, he's too young to be, he was like a kid during the Clone Wars, I would assume, and like got into the Academy system when the Empire was established. Right, so he wasn't like, he was just like a little kid. They must have it. gotten a hold of him like when he was young, he right. was single, he wasn't married and had right. kids. He was a, so know. I think if, if I had to bet who's going to die, if not in this episode, then he's not going to make it to A New Hope. <laughs> it's it him. Cause like, you, it, like if you're going to be like, oh, I've got a kid, then like, okay. And it's going to be at the, like the ISB is going to find out who the mole is. Well, it would also, it would I also, Luthen would do it. It would also make Luthen, put Luthen in a, in a poor light as well. Because it's like he go. tried to leave and Luthen told him no, and yeah. then he dies. Right. And it makes Luthen... Like Luthen kept him in the game too yeah. long. Yeah. And and that would be consistent with Luthen's character. Only because he's too valuable to Luthen. Like Luthen's literally like, you're too valuable, I can't let you out. Well, I mean, I guess that, that we should talk about Luthen then. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Because Luthen, Luthen is... <laughs> As interesting a character as you can get yeah. without really knowing his motivations. Yeah. Like, we still I, don't know. Like, who is was this Was he always guy? this, like, antique stealer guy? Or is that is that the cover? Is that a new cover, right? Did he become a radicalized rebel leader who happened to start out like that? Or is that right. the good cover for something prior to that? And how and when? We don't know any so of much. that. Yeah. And yet we're still, he's still a... He's like the rebel power. Very compelling character. He's like 4D chess all the time and yeah. Well he and he he's he's he, more legal he's the primary I would say he's the primary rebellion character, second yeah. Mon Mothma being second right. to him at least at this point. Yeah. He's the primary rebellion character and he's so he's he's so he represents like, you know, the, the, you know, he kind of embodies all the paradoxes of being yeah. who he is, right? He's, he, I've heard people compare, he's literally like space Batman. He's Bruce Wayne and Batman. Um, rich, operates at night, gadgets, like morally gray, fights the bad guys. But like, is willing I'd to say like, he's a, you know. He's more, <laughs> but he's also the leader of a movement with other people involved but and no the, one knows him as that like he's truly axis like he's the one connecting all the pieces but he's not like Ron Mothma it becomes the face of it but he's but he's known to the people that are involved he's known yeah. to Val he's known to Saw. Cassian he's known to yeah I mean he's but he made a point of saying like this other guy uh, Krieger, Krieger or whatever like Krieger doesn't know who Luthen is, but Luthen's been in the room with the guy and has met him. Right. right. And that's by design. Like, so he does, like, he chooses when to, like, 
He's very strategic about all that. Well, where he's Luke, not like, look at me, I'm the leader. Like everyone, follow me. Luthen like, is the person he's like that we pushing, pushing that we shadows. we he he's he's the stand-in for all the ways that the original trilogy avoided the complexity of. Yeah. It was just like a plucky band of rebels. Of a rebellion. Yeah. Yeah. Like he's he's the stand-in for that. He he gives speeches and has conversations that are primarily designed to kind of be uh, a way of exploring that issue that you know the whole idea of like how far is too far right yeah. and 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 you know he clearly you know like like when he when he gives that speech and he says and he basically when he when he when he's basically saying like hey you know uh, no, we're going to let the raid happen, and these guys are just going to die. Yeah. And then you're going, oh, well, that I, you're that, worth more to me than that. That's 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 not cool. But then it's also like, well, what what did you expect? Like we, you know, like yeah, like, and I think that um, they do that really well because you can't land anywhere with him. Like mm -hmm. he's not all bad and he's not all good. Because like you said in this one, like with talking with Saw again. He's like, for the greater good, call it what you will, or I'll call it war. So, like, in war, all the bets are off. Yeah. And, like, he's finally, like, he's been in a war mentality for a long time, and he's, and other people are finally getting around to it. Where, like, Saw was just, like, a fighter, and now he's a warrior, right? Like, well, I think, I think, I think when you juxtapose this, when you juxtapose Luthen with Mon Mothma, yeah. I think that what you see, what they're showing is that, at least so far, the Luthen, Luthen's the realist, like, yeah. and Mon Mothma is idealist. the idealist who's Starting to see losing yeah. that battle. <laughs> yes, <laughs> and she's realizing, like you, it's 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 very hard to stay ideologically and morally pure when you're right. fighting a violent enemy, um, and you're trying to use violence, right? Which she's so not initially happy Mothma, with. Before but. we leave Luthen. Um, I'm, I'm tempted or I'm like, I, I don't want to bite the bait of like, you know, oh, is Luthen a Jedi? Here's all the evidence, like this and that, like the Kyber crystal and like the thing that looks like a lightsaber, but it's just a walking stick, but it retracts. And like, I don't know if that's all misdirection and it's like, no, he's just a guy. Or is it like, are they really hinting at a backstory? Because again, the trope of like how Star Wars stories unfold is they like give you all these little clues and then. Surprise! It's exactly what you thought. You know, well, <laughs> so like th this show would be like, nope, we're just gonna tease all that, and then like, it's not gonna go anywhere, and that's on purpose, not because we dropped the ball, but because like we wanted to troll you a little bit. <laughs> I don't, I don't right? like the idea. I don't really care too much what his backstory is, right? But I think we need to have one. Okay. I think I think I'm that, like I'm like I don't even. I think we. Need, need, I don't know if I need one. I think much. we. You know, I think I would. I need. I think that if they do a compelling one, yeah, then that will make him even more rich and complex right. of a character. Because then if they give you like, well, here's the backstory, and you're like, oh my god, like well, it explains it. Yeah. That explains it. But you'd still be like, yeah, but he's still <laughs> yeah. consciously leading people to their death, and you know he's and he's says out of his own mouth like. You know, my cause is tainted. Like it's, yeah. it's it's hopelessly tainted. Like I and I, there's nothing I can do about it. Like, mm -hmm. so 
I think that giving giving him a strong backstory where you can relate to his motivations makes that even more complex. Right. If you don't say anything about it, then it's like, then it becomes like a Snoke thing. It's like we waited all this time, and then you just give us nothing. Like, so do you think? So earlier, after Aldani, or when Aldani Aldani was happening, and Luthen was like, ah, I have like a loose end. Like, like he regretted. Or second guessing bringing Endor in because he knows way too much about him and he's like a loose end or a liability. And then I think he, he tells Clea to tie up the loose end, but then Clea tells Val to kill him. And like, I don't know, like, it's unclear if Clea, if it was unspoken between <laughs> Luthen and that Clea. That what he meant and then was Clea, go tell him. Clea, to like, kill did him. Clea escalate it? And that's not what Luthen meant. But Clea's like her own. Her own actor. In well, there this. was that scene later where someone's using the radio, right? And she, he's like more like, "Oh, talk to him, talk to him," and she's like, "Nope." Yeah, yeah. So like, like there's this weird dynamic with those yeah. two, and I, they, with that, like, so like now that he escaped with the lightsaber shift thing, like, is he, is he heading to Ferrex because he knows Andrew's going there? Because Val came to the shop and told Clea what Cinta told Val, which is that right. Mom's dead. That's gonna draw him in. Mm-hmm. So I'm passing. I'm Val passing that along to my contact, Clea, and then she's like, "I'll tell Axis. I'll tell Luthen." Right. But we don't know if Clea told Luthen, or was that what that coded conversation was? But then, I mean, what else could Luthen have meant? Like muzzle him? Like, right? Yeah. That's why. <laughs> that's why it's so ambiguous. I'm like, does he just like? He must have does, meant. It's like the king. If the king raises one finger, then like that. Hatchet Man knows. Okay, well that means we got. Or like you know, if if the mafia mafioso like pulls his ear, that tells the made man. I think oh, that the dead. idea that Luthen <laughs> would 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 be shocked and disturbed if he found out that someone had ordered Cassian dead. You don't think it, he would be, or he would be? I don't. I don't see. I, I don't see a place where he would be, mm. because of other all the other ways that right. he seems to be yeah. viewing these lives as expendable. I don't. And what he was doing with Saw, or, well, but what he was doing with Saw wasn't covering his tracks. Like, if, if he wanted to cover his tracks, he, he was vulnerable with Saw and saying, like, I'm telling you this, um, but if you go, like, I'm taking the risk that if you get captured, you tie back to me, and right. Krieger doesn't. So, like, I'm taking the bigger risk by telling you. And then you can see, like, Saw's a paranoia going. <laughs> Well, but and I think, but I think he was pretty sure, like that. If if he yeah. tells Saw, hey, just let you know, if you go on this mission, they already know you're coming. Yeah. Who who in their right mind would go anyway? Right. Like, well, of course not. Like, right. Duh. Like, he tells Saw that, but he doesn't tell Krieger that because they are the Empire doesn't know that Saw could be involved, so they don't. Right. That wouldn't be as big of a deal <laughs> if he showed up or not. It's just but, so smart how that all went down. Like the who knows what when and. We have to make sure, we have to make it so they don't think we know what they know. Like all right. of that was so smart, right. and like a Cold War yes. spy thriller, all the spycraft, like, and like, that was so good. And the and the it's the very Game of Thrones, and the, yeah. And it's really it really brings up like it, it Over really multiple episodes that took and it, and right? it, and it, it just brings like, up that this is such a morally gray like you know like, yeah. It's it's like it's like any it's like any of those really well done spy thrillers where like at the end of the day it's like yeah they're. All bad and good, right? right? Like a Tom Clancy, like man, the U.S. and Russia both suck. Yeah, they, I mean they, they both, both have terrible yeah. people on either side. You ever see that movie with Tom Hanks, 
But the, oh yeah, the Bridge of Spies. Yeah, yeah, and like, yeah. You're like everyone sucks. He here. has that counterpart, yeah. Russian guy. You know, mm-hmm. and they're both right. You know, like every side they're has just a James doing Bond. their job. Right. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. just happen to be working for different bosses. Right. <laughs> but I think that um, either way, I just think on a fundamental level, like Stellan Skarsgård, his performance yeah. is amazing. Right. Um, the, the, every scene that he's in is is compelling. Um, and the, the scenes where he gives his speeches or has his, his conversations are just so well written and so well performed and so well directed. And, and, and I do think, but I do think we're going to get another layer peeled back for right. him. I, I don't think he's going to, I hope he doesn't die because I want him and Andor back together and him to be like a mentor for Andor. Hmm. But at this point, I don't know if that's possible. If, if, if he truly was like, Trying I brought this him. kid in, but he said like, did he bring him in? Was he recruiting Andor just for the Aldani job, or like I'm potentially bringing someone into this cell, and like the job is an audition? But then, so the, my my impression was always that that was a one time thing. Like he just needed extra hand, mm-hmm. and and he then, and then about, when it was yeah. over, he was like, okay, get rid of him, because he doesn't know anything since since Aldani, what Andor's been up to, he doesn't know that he was captured in the prison. I don't, I don't see a scenario where he becomes a mentor to him. I think it's more but likely... But I like their scenes like in the ship early on, like was it episode four when they get away? Yeah, like, I like he's all that. bullshitting him. He's manipulating him in that scene. Yeah, he's not that's why I thought I liked it. I liked like, it though. <laughs> he's bullshitting him. Well, he called out Andor on his BS. Like, right? He was like, oh, like, you know, they were playing this game. But then they g- you gave him the kyber crystal thing. Like I feel like he needs to give that back, right? <laughs> like, I I, you know? I think at like, the end I think at the end of the day, Chekhov's my take on Luthen is Luthen. I mean, Luthen basically says like you know he's like look like I don't operate in moral certainty. Right. My, that's not where I function. I operate in a in a and he basically says like you know I'm an immoral man fighting a moral war. Mm-hmm. And I or will do I will cause. do things that will yeah. be questionable. Because the I am forced I think, to use the tactics of my enemy. Yeah, say, and yeah. I think that he does that with Cassian. He's yeah. he's he's just a tool that he needs, mm-hmm. and he's not doesn't really care about Cassian. Right. And I don't think that he really. I think he feeds him those lines, but I don't think he knows. I don't think he believes that Cassian really deep down hates the Empire and. The evidence of that is that as soon as the job's over, he wants to go hang out on the beach and get laid. Like he's right. So he's like, he's wouldn't you not, like to? So when he's like, wouldn't you like to stick it to these bastards for real? He's like, I know this will get this kid. Like this will seal the deal, right? But he's well, no it was that than plus like, the hey kid, put on the suicide credits. Put on the suicide vest and go blow yourself up for Allah. Like it's the same kind of closer mentality of like I'm a guy who recruits suicide bombers. He's like a guy who. Yeah, pulls he's, in he's not a good. He's not like a good sends guy. Out as tools. He's not a good yeah. guy. He's not a good guy. <laughs> right. That's he's why a, it's interesting because he's the, he's on the good guy team, but he's not. A yeah, good he's guy. not a good guy. He's not like Mon Mothma. Who? Yeah. Like, we can talk about so, yeah, Mon, Mon Mothma. Mothma. Yeah. Because I think that as we're talking about this, I really do think that Mon Mothma is my favorite character in the show. Oh yeah. Um, For so much of what, like ninety percent of her scenes are in her her apartment, or at like five percent or at the well, that's usually at her apartment too. Like, or well, the, I guess the, it's the embassy, technically. The embassy, yeah. But, like, and the other 5% is in Luthen's shop, and the other 5% is, like, in the Senate. <laughs> Excuse me. But, like, based on that simple setting, with very few characters involved, yeah, she's just absolutely nailing it as an actress, which makes me so sad. Like, they didn't use you her. You had her before. under your 
like under yeah. the radar for so long and they caught her scenes even in Revenge of the Sith and it's like man you didn't even know what you had here right this talent I'm glad she's getting it now but it's like man you could have like built an entire well and I think you could have built a sequel trilogy around her as Mon Mothma in charge of the New Republic with Leia right like her and Leia could have been like running things Right, and you could have had like five years post Return of the Jedi. Well, they they never they never instead. they obviously in the original trilogy and prequels they they repeatedly chose not to deep, dive too deep into the inner workings of the rise of the rebellion or right. of the you know, the, the rebellion's just there. Right. Yeah. And it's like here's the rebellion. Right. And here's this lady who's the leader of the rebellion, but mm-hmm. you don't need to know really much yeah. else. So now we're getting the backstory. And I think that Mon Mothma's backstory is, well, so, so to me, Mon Mothma's story, which feels so grounded in something that we can relate to in real yeah. world, mm-hmm. much, and it's, in my opinion, better than the ways that we're getting a glimpse into, like, um, what's his name? Cyril? Cyril's home life. Yeah, yeah. Cyril's home life just feels weird. Right. <laughs> like, almost that's like. A, that's a weird <laughs> even for our world. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but but Mon Mothma, yeah. like like the scenes with the, her the husband, teenager, the yep. scenes with her daughter, the scenes the slimy, where like, she's the slimy out, mob you know, guy. like and and you just can feel like I think, and I don't know if they're doing this in the way that I'm thinking, but the times that we saw Mon Mothma in Return of the Jedi, she seems so haunted. Yeah, she seems so like almost like she's a shell. Yeah. She's been through some stuff. Yeah. Lost everything. And, and when you see that, like, by itself, it's like, okay, well, I don't know. Like, mm-hmm. she's barely in the movie anyway, so I don't think too much about it. But if you see that, and then you watch what's going on now, and you know now that, you know, like, she's going to lose everything. She's going right. to, who she is, who she was, who she was, you know, like, the whole idea that she's coming from, you know, basically the Chandrillan elite. Mm-hmm pre you know and that clone wars and keep her hands clean and just move oh i'm just moving money around her arm like this is all easy and doesn't cost anything and now it's going to cost her being, yeah everything it's costing everything just like it's going to cost her it's going to cost her right her marriage her, daughter, her family like her her identity as a chandrillan yeah she's as, like realizing that like it's so it was so interesting how they again they turned the trope of like the bratty teenager on its head of like the daughter's way of rebelling is going back to the old ways from the old country, right? Well, she's almost like, it's, I mean, to put it in, even though I don't know that this is what they're doing, but it's almost like, oh, uh, you know, uh, like mom's, mom's a, a progressive, and so I want to go and right. join the church be and be like, a Bible thumper. <laughs> right, like if they were from That's Gilead, the impression I got. If they're from Gilead, and then they're like now ambassadors to some other country, and like she, was, she wasn't born and raised in Gilead, but like starts becoming like an Aunt Lydia well, from she, abroad. Like that's kind of what's going on here. Is like she's, she's like an old Chandrill in ways because that's what's cool and rebellious to her is like, because it's whatever. Because it's not what it's her mom same, believes it's the mom in. jeans fad, right? Yeah. Like mom jeans are back. But when I was a kid, mom jeans were what you didn't want to wear because that's what your moms were wearing. <laughs> right. Like our moms wore mom jeans. But now the kids now wear the mom jeans. Now right? every 20 something walking yeah. into Starbucks is so wearing like mom jeans. So everyone rebels with like what their parents like the opposite of whatever the parents right. wanted, and if the parents want, yeah, progressive, like, progressive yeah, it's like it's like it's like kids, uh, it's like that one kid in the <laughs> in the uh, in Knives Out. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I saw that. I need to watch that. You've never seen Knives Out? Mm-mm. 
What? No. <laughs> oh my god. It's like it's like a murder mystery, right? Oh god. That is like I can almost guarantee you that if you watch that movie, it would instantly become like one of your top five movies. Okay. Like it's right. brilliant. It's right. absolutely brilliant to the very end. Absolutely brilliant. Um, but in the movie, there's this one kid who's like his parents are not necessarily progressive, but they're just not super conservative. But he's like this like mm -hmm. alt right troll. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's just really funny. <laughs> that's the story as old as time. But that's what's cool about this is like yeah, they're showing this, especially in this last one. Like Vel is like horrified. Like oh my gosh, is she like? What the hell is she doing, basically? Yeah, <laughs> it's like when well, I think she's realized like I already lost her, so like I might as well like if she wants to marry this kid, like and an it helps my problem. Like ah, oh, it's an effective turn because you can see that she's thinking that. Yeah, like in episode eleven, I she's like, really "This I makes want. me sick." Right, but she may want like if I propose this, she's gonna be like, "Oh yeah, please let me do this." Right, like when, ah, the, but we know the right thing for Mon to do. Right. Is to say, sweetheart. We're not gonna keep this. If you going. if you want to, if that's the way you want to go, you go that way. But I'm not gonna encourage it. Mm -hmm. But now she's seeing it as an option, as an out. Yeah. And she's so tortured in that scene in in the last mm -hmm. episode. Like, I mean, yeah. it was and amazing. The, the rain on Coruscant, like that's just such good mood. Like everything was perfect about that. Like she's and just, they, they earned it because they were showing for all the season like this the conflict with the daughter and the husband and her. Like, mm -hmm. and they're like, oh, she just, she, daddy, you, you know, I do, you know, he, he lets me do whatever I want or whatever. Like you, the clear like alliances were there and like, it's up to this point where it's like, oh, like she, she has no control of her daughter anymore. And the, the way that she wants to go actually aligns with what this seedy guy wants. Right. right. Like that would be delighted if this 15 year old boy got introduced to her and then they got betrothed. Like that'd be the happiest thing for her. But to... Mon Mothma was like, gosh, like I was in one of these marriages and I'm it's miserable. Still, and it's like, still going to condemning feel, her to this life, but she right now thinks it's great. It's still the wrong know? thing to do, even though her daughter is wants to do it. spewing that she wants right. to, but her daughter's But she doesn't 14. know anything. Yeah. She doesn't, you know, she's right. like... Because, you know, you know, 20 years later or whatever, Mon Mothma's in the same position. Like, she was in that same position when she was young. They got married. Right. There's no love there, apparently, obviously, right? Well, I, I think that's the whole, like, you know, Mon Mothma is a character who's really, like, it's like she's she's royalty of some kind, almost, right. and she's an elite, mm -hmm. um, but she, and that's she's elite, all going to get the way that, like, ripped away from her. She's not, like, she's not a plutocrat, right, or just ruled by the powerful or whatever. She, she has an increasingly less and less relevant voice, like, every, every time she's in the Senate, people are, like, leaving or talking, like, nobody pays any attention to her anymore. <laughs> Like she well, doesn't have any pull. She's the right? she's the because she's like nobody's listening. She's to an idealist, yeah. Whose idealism is getting challenged, right. Big time because oh well, the you know yeah because she's like arguing for human rights or whatever. Like the Gormans are being persecuted, yeah. blah blah. And everyone's like nobody cares. Like empire's got yeah. Treats she's, for everyone. Her idealism is right. running running up against right. Imperial indifference. Right. So it's like it's like you know the AOC syndrome or like the the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed congressperson going in and trying to like right change everything, and then Mitch McConnell's like, "Not today, honey." Right, and it's like ah, like yeah, it just gets shot down immediately. And no one's paying attention. No one cares. Right, and it's like ugh, that sucks. It's it's a very <laughs> effective way. I mean, I feel like that's pretty obvious. You know that the, her character is gonna is gonna be gutted yeah. by everything that's going to happen. Yep. And then but she is going to maintain her 
some of her moral standing because she does, you know, we find out in Rogue One that she doesn't go the Saw Gerrera route. So right. she manages to maintain. She's still in the Senate. And, and I'm hoping that right. the show in the second season will show us that, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. how does she go from where she is now to the one. recognized leader right. of the rebe the organized rebellion, even though even in Rogue One, it's still not fully unanimous right. in every sense. Um, but it is like a political force. Right the now. it still exists. Until, right now, though, the rebellion is not a cohesive right. thing. Um, but we know Mon, you know, Luthen isn't the one in, in the original trilogy. Mon Mothma is. So we got something, something's yep. going to go down. Yeah. And I feel like that story is season two. Very good. Like, and the acting and the and the, the the writing for that character is incredible. Yeah. Um, so Genevieve O'Reilly deserves all the praise. Yeah. For her portrayal. Very good. Um, who else other than Andor? I guess I loved Andy Serkis. His arc, like he was perfect. The perfect dose and intensity. Yeah. For that arc. A very pleasant surprise to have him in there. Oh, I'm like I thought I heard him at first, and I was like, "Is that? Is that?" And then oh, it's yeah, Andy Serkis. I had no idea what? that he was going to be in there. No. And I, the more I Gollum. chew on that, I really hope that's it. Yeah, no, it's fine. Like I it's okay. That's, that's like it. it's okay to say I can't swim. End of story. Like, and he knew that. That was like when he was hesitating at the microphone, which like was the same microphone Han was talking to. Like those little things they put in there, I yeah. just love it. Right, like. And like the camera that was on Bix was like the Death Star cameras. Yeah. But um, the hesitation before he like, like, hey, let's do this prison break. Part of it was like, I'm signing my own death warrant because if we're gonna get out of here and swim, I can't swim. Like, yeah. There's one way out, and it, for me, it's death. For the others, it's the swim. And even if he didn't know that, even he, if it he didn't occur to him, like he knew he was. He, well, I mean, they could jump water. on a ship. I uh, yeah, I guess maybe yeah. But even then, if he didn't, right. That scene when he says, I can't swim. But he just, kind of smiles like resigningly like, I'm happy seeing all these people it's, escape. It's a gut like, punch for yeah, us yeah. either way. Yeah. And, and then like, again, with the tropes, like it's not like, it's like literally like Andrew just gets like bumped and grabbed and falls off like before he can say like goodbye or like he can't respond to that. He's just like, or like just in real life, the he just and the, the trope would be they find a way to get him off. Yeah. And it's okay that, like, but I'm instead, okay it's like, I can't swim, and then you don't see him again. Yeah, that's, that's how it. life works. Like, people come and go out of your life, and, like, you can have, yeah, like, you can have a traumatic, like, near death experience in a plane crash or a plane incident or whatever, and then you never see those people again. But it's like, oh, they, like, helped me through the terrorist incident or whatever I was in. And then, yeah, like, um, in the original you know, trilogy, whatever. you know, the only person that ever dies is, like, Bigs. <laughs> yeah. Like, nobody ever dies. Yeah. And, like, I mean, we didn't see any other prisoners other than. Cassian and Mel Melshi, so I don't know if anyone um, else made yeah. it. I'm sure, like, but they, I think they even said they're like, I think you know, surely others did, right? I think they even mentioned it, but it's okay that we didn't see them. I think the the we should probably speed through some of these other. Ones. I mean, all the all the characters on Ferrix I thought were really well done. Just yep. the every the every man flavor, mm -hmm. you know, just the way I that, like that I like Brasso. He's like he's more of a solid dude than I. I, I like, just like I just like the idea of like showing us this one little like yeah. you know Rust Belt town mm -hmm. yep. you know with all these working class people right. and how they interact every day yep. and like all the ways that 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 community mm -hmm. kind of ebbs and flows. Uh, did you hear like the distress the distress things were going off like the drumming they were doing that again when when um when they were like raiding 
that one guy's place when they captured Bix. Oh. Like the like alarms are going like basically right. whenever the Imperials go like raiding, like they're doing the like alert thing. Yeah. So it's like this cool like Fallujah kind of like I, I love thing. I love the, I love the way that they I, I think that's also the the part that is so vi- like just everything about that like mm-hmm. how the people dress yeah the way that the street scenes look the way the buildings look it's just all very like yeah very well done it feels very Star Wars like it feels right. it's like enough like Tatooine and established like it has a lot of the tech from Tatooine but it's in like with the bricks it's not it's like reddish yeah. instead of it's, it's not like the same. same. Yeah. It's like, but it's, and like it's a unique. Universe. It's a unique. It's not a. It's not a nice planet. It's not right. a desert. Right. It's not a jungle. It's, it's not just a, kind of you know, like cloudy, like Scottish. It's yeah. It's like, just a terrible like, yeah. little little it's like rundown Dublin or something. Like town yeah. full of puddles. Right. <laughs> like, like, I and I think that I think that the the the, 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 the there's war there, right? It's like the oh, place, you die, you you they burn you, they cremate you, and then they mix you with mortar, and then you become another brick in the wall. Like that's a yeah, lot of cool like, world building. All the, all, the, all the side characters really cool. and the all town. these bricks you see now, you're like, oh my gosh, that's like ancestors. It's like a character. Yeah, it's like the whole the whole community yeah. and the physical location is a character mm-hmm. that it's really cool. That's really very. I'm thinking well like done. that's what I want. That's what I want. <laughs> I want to become a brick when I die. I think Cassian's mom. Very well done. I do think that we didn't get enough backstory, which is why I think she's still alive. I think she has more to share. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like, I don't know, like, I don't know enough about her to feel like super strong feelings about her. Um, yeah. And I don't really understand like the history of that family. They yeah, found got, him. Yeah, we got enough, then, but or we got almost enough. That's what I'll say. Yeah, not like, not quite more. enough though for yeah. me to fully understand. But I do think that um, as a as a perform like the woman who plays, she's great. I mean, that's very well done. She, I think she was in Harry Potter as like his. Oh really? Harry's like aunt or something, or she's in Harry Potter somehow. I know. Oh. There's a couple of Harry Potter people in this. There's a lot of everyone. Because it's because it's like the it's like they're based when they're based in England like this, they have this unlimited pool of amazing British actors to work with, right? Like again, this was flew under the radar because like they're making this awesome show in England while like everyone else is busy tinkering with the volume in LA, right? Right. And it's like they're just doing this awesome stuff over here. What did you think of uh I, I liked I like Bix. Yeah. And I, I like the complexity of her character that she's right. She's. Do you think she was like, yeah, and like Anto Krieger's access, whatever. Like, we, we didn't get her answer, but she didn't give an answer. Well, we, not on screen, but they cut away. She might have eventually said something one or the other. But kind of maybe because it doesn't matter. I guess it doesn't. Yeah, show it, it doesn't matter because because she's utterly broken. <laughs> well, and because whatever they tell her, she tells them it, they don't have any right. confidence. It's the truth. But I just think that her character just. It's interesting, like just how she functions. Um, she's very independent, very. Um, she's a very a very. Like modern version of someone like that in the Star Wars galaxy, like mm-hmm. she's, and she's, but she's also like it's like I don't know it's like she and she has all these complex social things like like apparently she kind of had something with Cassian I think before and then she yeah, doesn't but they still yeah. they still have a professional relationship right um, and then she's hooking up with this other guy but 
she doesn't really like him, and then he turns out to be a schmuck. But yeah, just a, a good character. I think we're, I think she's definitely going to survive because I've heard that she's going to be in season two. Right. Um, but we should probably talk about Cassian since the yeah the show we can is skip about Val him. and Cinta. I guess I do. I will say I do think that Val is going to die. Yeah, she's there on Ferrix because she's in the trailer. I think Val's going to die, and I think that's going to be because. And the reason yeah, I think that's because they go over the edge. <laughs> I think it's going to. I think it's. Or something um, will die too, maybe. I think Val dying could work a lot because it would also Mon push Mon Mothma yeah, over the right. edge, like her, her right. cousin. Right. Gets killed. And like Cinta could go full dark side. Like Cinta could be Luthen's apprentice, right? Because or like, she, or go to Sagarera. Yeah, she could. She's already. She's already there, up, basically. Yeah. Like I'm pretty sure she killed those hostages. Um, yeah. At Aldani. Right? Yeah. You know. Like, yeah. So yeah. That'll or be... you could have Cinta die, and that pushes Val over the. Right, because they said like there's more. There's more to Cinta than meets the eye. Like during the Aldani arc, they were pushing her a little bit, and like she hasn't done that much other than she's kind of she's there at Ferex, which makes me think there's some kind of role for her in this finale, if not in the future, yeah. as an actress. Um, so yeah, who knows? But we'll see. You're right. Though. Like Val Val dying would tip Mon Mothma one way and then Cinta dying would tip Val the other way too like if Val was the survivor mm -hmm. and her like lover died then she would realize oh gosh like she like gave it off of rebellion and she right. might like have second get like second guesses about this or be like oh I guess I need to be all in too because she gave it all like that's really interesting if Cinta's the or if Val story. dies that could really be a or like Cinta propelling would be like, oh, maybe force like, for Mon Mothma yeah. like like this is real yeah I need to like get my head in the game too yeah or, yeah but Cassian, when we meet yeah, when yeah, we meet Cassian, Cassian, he's a he's it's interesting. I don't know that like he's kind of a scumbag. He's a he's bit. well, he's a he's basically like he's a bum. He's well, he's <laughs> but he's a very skilled. Yeah, but I mean, like he's like he owes everyone money. He's like kind of a shyster. He's so my I I think I mentioned he's like he's like he reminds me of the guy that you know. Of, Street rat. He's like the yeah, street, yeah, rat. street rat. Like you yeah. know, he's he's just always he's like one step ahead of the yeah, Aladdin. Yeah, Aladdin. He's like he's Aladdin. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but but his but his parents, his mom, mm -hmm. is kind of like a veteran. Yeah, and street rat. Like she's like been in the game a long time. But yeah. but she has more political right like motivations. Which we see than like he when, does. They when they have that final conversation, she like fully tips that hand. Of, yeah, he's like, come on, mom, let's go. This. And she's like, I'm no, staying. No, there's a the fight end. to be had. We can't keep running away. Right. It's like his thing. He's always running. So he's not, when, yeah. when we meet him, he's fiercely loyal to his mom and concerned about her, but he's not a true believer like she right. is. Yeah. Even though he saw his, his mom, so small. he saw his dad get killed, mm -hmm. but he's, he's kind of, He's obsessed with finding his sister. Like that's his mission at the moment. It's like yeah, and but you know what's interesting is they dropped that after the first. Well, she told him to two. drop it. But I mean, like in the show, we don't. Yeah, he, he never brings it up again. He's gonna find his own. He's gonna find a new family. But I mean, I just don't know if they're gonna <laughs> if they're gonna pick that up. Because that's what I think. They're chipping away. Like they're taking everything away from him. They get, they get right. Get, take away the hope of finding his sister. She's like, he, she's you're not gonna find her. It's not Cinta. Right. <laughs> I was only saying it was Cinta, <laughs> but and then take away. Marva, and now he's got nobody, but he's gonna see like this town rally and like fight, and he's gonna be like, oh, like he's gonna get like the rebel fire in him. See, that's what Between that, that he has, I think he that has, would be more effective if, too. if he shows up thinking his mom's dead, right? Finds out she's not dead, and then she dies fighting the empire, yeah, on true. screen, yeah, and yeah. he sees it, and he's got Nemex 
manifesto to like bolster that while he's her off screen death just even though it was an effective gut yeah. punch it, I just I think I think that, that there's I just don't think she's dead I mean they were like I think she might be dead like, by the end of the finale they were alluding to like the, the tunnels underneath the thing like, yeah she might yeah. have some McMaster plan going yeah know, like I just think she's yeah. not dead <laughs> so yeah so he he's just looking otherwise like, how does the Empire what do they do just, like treat everybody like shit at her funeral and that pisses him off like something's got to go down well they're they're just using it like like what she say like put him put him put it in a box and we'll wait like we're setting the trap of the bait and we're watching for Andrew to get here and that's what they're after the empire like but i think i think i think the funeral happens so that they can draw him in i think that his mom and the rest right. of the people on Ferrix are like all right like they they they're not just sitting there going I hate these Imperials. Right. They're, they're, they're think, they want to do something. Yeah. So I think that they staged her death right. so they could that make would, a request for this funeral. It's going to bring everybody together and then the Imperials are going to have to come. Mm-hmm. Like they said, they're gonna, we're, gonna, we're not going to give them as much time. We're going right. to be right on top they of them. The riot police it's saw. very similar to Aldani, right? It's like, yeah. you know, the decoy is the star show, right. but really they're going to punch it. Like I feel like that's more likely. Mm-hmm. And then he sees his mom die. Right. Fighting, literally fighting. And he has... If if like Marva had intervened, the first time, like when what's his face died in, um, instead of the the boyfriend when he got shot during the first yeah uprising. yeah like if Marva had died earlier, then Andor wouldn't be in a place where he's ready. But like because he's gone through especially the prison arc, he like realized he's like that's where he learned that you have to like band together. To survive like you can't just do it on your own anymore right so like he finally has learned how to be a part of something but 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 at, the, but at this point in the story that was good if if he converts over to mm-hmm. being a rebel where does he like who does he attach himself to right because he's right as of right now Luthan's people are trying to kill him yeah <laughs> Mon Mothma doesn't even know he exists right um what what does like where does he unless like Saw gets himself inserted into the spheric situation and then he gets with Saw um, but then he would then they wouldn't need Jin to make an introduction right like then I think it's he more likely it's more likely that he maybe he does fall in with Luthen yeah and then Luthen goes down sometime in season two. Mm-hmm. And, and then he gets Melshi, gets back with Melshi because like Melshi's going. Maybe Melshi ends up with Mon Mothma. Right, like Melshi's doing his own thing. Yeah. Because he's like, I gotta tell people about what happened. Mm-hmm. He could go the political route, right? Yeah. She could be like the mouthpiece of like what they're doing with these prisons or whatever, you know? Because that was only one out of the seven other prisons, right? So well, like, think, the other ones didn't spring. I think also, uh, going back to Cassian, he, I. I so by the end of the first three episode arc, he behaves about how we'd expect. Right. He he did the job for the money. He got the money, and, and he does Aldani for the money. Starts gets into Aldani because yeah. of the money. Too. And then he gets the money, and then he goes and does what anybody would with all that money. Who doesn't really care about the cause? He's going to money low. space Miami yep. to blowing hookers. Yeah, <laughs> like he's like he's not he's he's far from the rebellion. Right. And then of course, and then and then his. His participation in Aldani is the f- f- spark for the these 
Right. Ridiculous, you know, shore troopers chasing down yeah. these, you know, people for no reason. He accidentally started. The, he accidentally caused his own incarceration. He created. He created the police state right. that, yes. that he got caught in the net right. of. Yeah. <laughs> and then he ends up in the prison. Yep. Right. And you're like, and from his perspective, he's like, oh my god, I'm in here for six years. I'm so, so screwed. And I, I love that. Um, but even, he's, but he, as a scoundrel, he's like scheming. He's like he's a street rat in prison of like how do we get out like he's got a plan like right. whoever's going to join but me join me like but let's it's do still this. not like he's still not like a it's just a survival thing well, yeah. for him it's right. not like he's like virtuous necessarily mm-hmm. but you see for the first time like his ability like that's why he's like a super good agent of the rebellion he is really good at like getting Kino on board and like right. pushing the leader from behind and like supporting the leader right like that's like like kind of nudging the right people at the right time he's really honing that skill set that he's really good at because he's like always paying attention which is kind of the way that he's pushing the right buttons at the right time it's very similar like the scene in when they bring Jin to the rebel base and and then like and he's just he's in the room but he's like off to the side like but then he steps into the conversation Mm -hmm. and he starts talking and it's almost like he's he's like their sharp weapon that they keep right he's a bit of a bad cop or whatever yeah bad cop thing and 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 i i feel like um they did a really good job of like like so then when he he is instrumental in the escape Mm -hmm. right but then when he get even when he gets out of that situation he still isn't like all right that's it i'm against the empire now he's still kind of like we're not really sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, we know where he's gonna go, but like, it's still kind of like, it still looks like he might still be just primarily concerned about his own survival. Yeah. And not so much about- Well, his first thought was to call home and you like, know. I'm coming home, like, I'm going, like- Yeah, like it wasn't back. like- I had run away, but I'm coming back, and then the gut punch of his mom's dead is definitely gonna bring him back, right? Right. But he's still like not, like, okay, Melshi, let's go together, and take down this empire, right? He, like, let Melshi right. go do his thing. He didn't join him up no. in that moment, right? And and he really can't. I mean, he's kind of like, yeah. he has to just figure out, oh, that's right. why he, like, sneaks back into the hotel, yeah. get my money, oh, crap. For a second, home. I was like, did he sleep with that alien? But then I was like, oh, no. Like I couldn't guys. even tell what that was. It's a couple. Like, it's the same two alien aliens? that Jin is, like, that's Jin's cellmate, like, that, like, tentacle alien thing. Okay. It's like, there's a couple, there's a pair of them. It's <laughs> in, like, a lacy nightgown. It's, like, it's so ridiculous and hilarious. But I, it's like... I, but like I was like, I, that's better than the I was like, whole fuzzy this is Jawa a, like thing. compared to who he who he was with before. But then I was like, oh, he wasn't like he's not like spending the night with someone sneaking out. He's like breaking into the room while they're there, right? Because <laughs> like, he got to get his box. <laughs> but I was thrown off for a second. I, I last like time we saw someone in this bed, it was a girl he was with. You know, so oh, fifteen minutes. I, I like how we're going. It's full circle, like <laughs> Ferex, Neomos, Narkina Five. Back to Neomos, back to Ferrix. Yeah. It's like he's... With Aldani in the middle. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, well, I mean, the, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that whole mm-hmm. thing is like, you know, like now he's coming back with all of these experiences and then the final nail in the coffin is going to be, I think, seeing his mom die right. fighting against the Imperials. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody says that in episode 12 is just absolutely amazing yeah to the point of like don't even worry about having too much expectations because this is still going to blow you away <laughs> so what do you think Ooh. we can end with this what could possibly happen in this last episode that would be so incredible 
that we would be so blown away even if we think it's going to be amazing before we see it. I can't it. even predict it because like every every time I try to predict what's going to happen next, I get close but like not quite and like what I get is even better than what I could have imagined. So like I can't even I think at a minimum what we're going to get I just know they're all going to be there and stuff's going to blow up, right? Like there's explosions well, I think, and everyone's there. I, I think no the the, the 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 build up to I think the empire has to do something really decisively bad. Right. Like to make Like they're going to execute that one guy. They're going to hang him at the funeral, right? They're going to do the public. The other guy, they got captured. Like, like, oh, the, like we need Bix alive, and then we're going to hang the other guy. It's like, I was like, can I hang him? Right? Like, the Empire guy was. Oh, like, you think they'll do that during the funeral? Maybe, or something. Yeah. I don't know. Like, maybe. Like a public execution that goes. Like, and there'd goes, be nothing more despicable than to. Like, you could have, like, you know, it could be like the. The Marva's funeral massacre, you know, like something, something where, right. where like, like a, a Boston, bunch of innocent people get mowed like down. Like the Boston massacre kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of a thing that becomes like a rallying cry. Right. Of, Especially if it's like ambiguous as to like what exactly who shot first and like what was like just the tensions arising. Right. Like somebody throws something and then that's it. And then just right. like with his dad, like he, other people threw stepped rocks out and street. he stepped out to stop them and they turn around and he's there and like it's a big misunderstanding. Yeah. But like that kind of thing, it's happened before. We've seen the show. So like. I feel like that it's just going to be this like giant like riot situation, right? Huge misunderstanding, but it'll be like turned by both sides into this flashpoint moment. Like the empire will see like, oh, we need to crack down, see, and the rebels are like, see what the, the empire just like out of nowhere just kills us all, kill all like, these people. It's like, like it's the same event has different at a funeral, yeah, of like, uh, of it's a just like of Ferrix, it's right? just like the it's just like, it's just like the Revolution. the whole idea of like you know. <laughs> drone strikes you know hitting a wedding yeah exactly yeah that kind of thing like a, a war atrocity of some kind right a war right. crime um i think that um but yeah i mean i think that there's got to be some i think somebody needs to die yeah and i if marva dying off camera is the only meaningful death that we get in the season i think that's kind of falls flat hmm. somebody needs to die <laughs> That we already know really well. We must have blood. Yeah, I think that because I think that's that's necessary to mm -hmm. to be the catalyst for Mon Mothma, for Cassian, for for the Empire to be the, continuing to be the bad guy. So we know kind of then that season two is structured in four three episode arcs. I think it is, and each one is a year, and it goes right up to Rogue One. So there's gonna be bigger time jumps, mm -hmm. and there's gonna be these more encapsulated arcs which is really interesting structurally because this is pretty much a few months or whatever mm -hmm. of almost continuous, really small jumps in time Right. this first season. Um, yeah, like, I don't know, like, is everyone going to be scattered or, like, who's coming together and who's scattering right. at the end of this? And, right. like, how are they setting up the next season? Apparently there's a post-credits scene you can't miss, too. Yeah, that's so what I heard. So we're going to watch for that. Which, is that a time jump? Is that, like, a... Or something like what is it? The red lightsaber goes off in the hallway. Ah! It's interesting to me that this the show where they're trying to um, overtly avoid mm -hmm. fan service is the one time when it would actually work. Right. Like, like Emperor Palpatine on a Palpatine and Vader showing up <laughs> would be perfect. You've got our attention now. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Oh, a, no. post, a post credit scene with Palpatine. <laughs> yeah, even would as a hologram. Absolutely work. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. In the right context. Like you Lauren's like calling up or if Yularen calls Vader, right? Because, like, maybe they... Like, I don't know if Yularen knows Vader as Anakin, but, like, there's a direct line there, right? <laughs> like, I, I think it, it, the fact that there's a post... Like, like he's usually, like, what's going on there in Ferrix, right? Usually post credit scenes... <laughs> Tease the next thing. 
Well, but they also they they have to they have to pack a punch. Oh yeah, oh it's yeah. It's got to be something that you go, oh, oh what? Yeah, and then done. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, so something's got to go like into that. Like when uh, Ed Harris shows up in the future and he's like, oh my fidelity test, like you know, <laughs> like the the season two post credits. Well, you're like you're like I have no idea. It never went anywhere. But <laughs> literally, his daughter literally like, is going to go nowhere. Yeah. Because, oh, we should do a whole show on like post credit scene, uh, our favorite post credits moments, or <laughs> just even the history of that. Like, yeah, when was the first one, and like why? Like how, the first one that I ever remember was Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh yeah, <laughs> with the, where he gets on the bus. Yeah, where he's like, he's like trying to get on the bus. What are you guys still doing here? Oh, Go yeah, home. Yeah. <laughs> Go home. Seriously. <laughs> All right, well, that'll wrap it up. So by the time you guys probably hear this, we'll it'll have premiered, uh, so you can laugh at our silly predictions hopefully everyone's watching and enjoying if not please watch the show tell your friends about it the show needs to be um supported and it needs boosted. to be supported because I, disney plus is sure in big big trouble really are. i'm pretty sure that season to bring two bob Iger is, back today is in the wraps or like season two is like a lock and there's only two seasons of this so yeah. but it, as far as like the direction of shows and like more shows like andor in this tone um this show needs to like land and make it make financial sense and it doesn't seem like it is right now so that's like, oh, I think I think Andor is going to be the show that has less on the front end and more on the back end. Yeah, I think it'll have. I think it'll age really well. Yes. like Rogue One has. Yeah, I think it'll age well. And I think the Acolyte is probably going to yeah. be more serious. That might be in between this and like Mando, which is fine too. Like, I that, think it'll be that more towards Andor. Yeah, but like, yeah, but I'm, hopefully, I'm excited about that. Yeah. So anyway, talk to you next time. 